Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk Podcast. It's the goal of the Res Talk Podcast to communicate late breaking news and thoughtful insights and the broad array of topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to the broader array of stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. To the ResNet community, we hear you and wish to engage. I'm your host, Bill Spohn, and I've worked in the HVACR and building performance markets for almost 30 years, actually over 30 years now. I've been interfacing with the fine team at ResNet for nearly that whole time. Today's topic, what it takes to be America's best insulation installer with David Bean. David is the president and CEO of Insulate America, and he's going to share with us today his insights into what it takes to become America's best insulation installer. He explains how important it is to balance time and quality efforts in order to run a successful insulation job in business. Now, this has real prominence here because in the last two decades, David's been involved with the prestigious annual insulation installation contest that's sponsored by Insulate America, his company, and Johns Manville. He tells us about the history of the contest and the fierce competition and tight timelines involved for the 40 competitors. Now, the winners actually walk away with trophies, bragging rights, of course, and cash prizes. So let's listen in as David describes to us what it takes to become America's best insulation installer. Good morning, David. Good morning, Bill. How are you? I'm great, thanks. And how are you? Very well, thank you. Good. So... Give me some overview first. We're going to be talking about what it takes to be America's best insulation installer. But give me some background at Insulate America. This is your organization. You've been with them for quite a while and seen a lot of things happen. Can you give us some background on that? I started the company along with a group of insulation contractors 20 years ago this year. We started uh, operations in the year 2000 and have grown from a small handful of independent insulation contractors to approximately 175 locations in 45 states. So it's been a very nice growth across the U.S. As the name would indicate, we are an insulation installer. Many of our locations do other things, but the common thread is insulation installation. We're the largest independent group of insulation contractors in the U.S. So over those 20 years, what have you seen change in terms of insulation, materials, processes, procedures, demands from the market? I would say all of the above, Bill. We uh, have certainly seen new products, improved products. We've seen products such as fiberglass improvements, higher density products come out in those 20 years. We've seen the growth of foam insulations, all types of insulating materials have really come to the market to improve our ability to insulate a home or building even better and with a higher resistance to, with a higher R value. And along with that, how about some standards or then standards in like the material and the process to apply in our grading insulation, basically? When did insulation grading, when did that concept come up? The concept has been around of grading insulation for a number of years, but I would say for many in the industry, it's been unfortunately somewhat on the back burner. The last six or seven years through organizations like ResNet, like the Insulation Institute and NEMA, it has come to the forefront and a lot of rating professionals have also adopted the fact that we need uh, 
higher quality installations, grade one installation on the fiberglass side to make sure that the envelope of the home or the building is well protected. So we've seen that change dramatically really in the past six, seven years. Again, we have organizations such as ResNet or BPI that uh, have home rating systems, and that's great for the consumer, for the homeowner, and uh, as we move into commercial buildings as well, so that you know that insulation and other insulating materials are being done properly, uh, everything from windows to air ceiling, so you can get a number on that home or building. We've really seen the growth of that over the past decade. Yeah, there's the concept, if you don't measure it, you can't improve it. That's correct. And in our business, Bill, we get one chance to do it right. Mm. We'll go into a remodel, a new home, a large commercial building. You pick what the structure is, and we get one chance to insulate that structure properly before it is covered. You know, you see homes, they'll change the carpet, they'll change countertops, they'll change appliances. Paint, everything, But yeah. you generally don't change the insulation. So we have to do it right the first time. And that's what's so important to find a contractor who adheres to grade one, adheres to local codes, and really puts effort into doing it right the first time. We get one shot at that. And what we do, the work we perform that first time affects the comfort of that home or building for the life of the structure. That's a permanent factor. So let's bring this back around to the topic, what it takes to be the America's best installation installer. There apparently is a, a contest that's been going on, and you must use that grading system as part of the contest. Tell me about that. We do. We've been hosting America's Best Installer for 18 years now. Our partner is Johns Manville, a very large insulation manufacturer in the U.S., and we host the event once a year. All of our member companies are allowed to send a participant, someone that they feel is their best installer within their company. So we have literally contractors from all over the U.S. come to Denver, to John's Manville's headquarters, and compete for a weekend to determine who's the best. And we use a number of factors to grade and judge. Each year we have eight different judges from all walks of life. Some are building code officials. Our judges are from organizations such as South Face, Advanced Energy. We have local building inspectors. We have people from the industry. So we have a great cross-section of judges to grade the installations. And then the first day, we have a preliminary round. From that preliminary round, we have four installers that make the finals. That's the second day of the competition. The structure they insulate is quite a bit more difficult, more challenging on the second day. And after that round, we announce a winner, again, based on the criteria, grade one installation. We also include time in that because in the real world, you have to do it right and you have to do it in a timely fashion. So they are judged both on doing it right the first time and how quickly and efficiently they can get it done. We can't just be the quickest installer in America. Sure. We have to do it both right and in an efficient time manner. 
Yeah, so that best embodies both time, you know, the commercial factor and aspect, as well as the quality of the installation. That's correct. So how many contestants start off roughly? Is it 10, 30? We cap it at 40 installers Okay. because of time. And generally, we have right at that 40 mark. So we'll start with 40 of the best of the best, and we narrow that the first day to four finalists who will go on to compete in a different structure. The first day, there's a structure that takes approximately 40, 45 minutes to install. There are a number of things to consider for the installer. There are plumbing pipes. There are electrical wires. There are windows. We do some phased insulation. We do unfaced with polyethylene, and we do inset staple. Because as you travel around the country, there are different codes, different installation techniques or requirements. So we may have a competitor that has not used polyethylene film, or we may have a competitor that has not been taught to staple inset. But we look at it like the best can do all of these things. And that's what we've uh, been able to accomplish over the years. Again, we've been at it for 18 years. And what we've also seen is a technique or a tip that a contractor in North Carolina may have been using. We'll see that the next year in California. So we see these guys and gals who are the best learn from each other and learn how to do it best and properly. Then see techniques they may not have seen before. They take that back to their local market. And that's part of the beauty of the contest is to learn from each other. A lot of these installers don't get the chance to work with their peers and talk with their peers from across the country. So this is a great opportunity for them to learn and share ideas on how to best approach a wall or a a particular situation on a job site. Right. They've got a job to do and then not a lot of time to hobnob. Well, that's true. And they're sometimes limited by, they were trained by someone within their company who was trained by someone within the same company. So they don't always see different techniques because one company may do it a specific way. This way you see 40 other competitors out there and you get to pick up some ideas and thoughts on, hey, maybe I approach it this way. And that's been a great value to these installers from across America. What's the award for the the best installers? Is there uh, some kind of prize? There are two prizes. One, you have a trophy to take back and bragging rights, of course. And the second, maybe even more importantly, the first place winner takes home $10,000, which can be life-changing. Second place runner-up goes to $5,000. Then we have a $3,500 third place and $2,500 for fourth place. So it's worth competing for. Absolutely. How would a uh, installer or a business apply to engage in this contest? We begin advertising, if you will. We begin uh, sending this out late summer. The contest is generally in October, November, depending on the year in Denver. And we begin putting that information out. Late summer, generally around August, we send that out. And within our group, we have contractors begin to sign up. Again, we limit that to 40. So the first week or two, we get quite a few 
applications in. And within that set of contractors, some do an internal competition among their own employees. Some say, I know this person is my best. And we even have a couple companies that the installers pick the person to represent the company, which is very interesting. They will pick who they believe within their company is the best and they can't vote for themselves. So there are a number of different factors that determine who gets to come to join us in the finals. It's pretty awesome. And the sponsors, again, are Insulate America and John's Mansville. Did I get that correct? John's Manville Corporation. Yes. And as I say, 18 years later, we've seen quite a bit of improvement. And it's great because, again, the opportunity to watch someone else install and you think, hey, I thought I was doing a good job. I thought I was doing this properly and I learned this technique or that technique. And by the end of the weekend, these guys and gals are uh, lifelong friends. They're sharing ideas and sharing techniques. Again, that's something that doesn't happen in our industry. We are the only organization in the industry to host an event like this that brings the best of the best in and lets them spend a few days together, learn from each other, and then show their talents live in front of a group of, we may have between 150 and 175 people at peak. We've had as many as 200. And these are installers that generally work alone or with a crew on a job site where there may be two or three other people. They're certainly not accustomed to bright lights and 200 people and a cameraman walking around videoing what they're doing. So it's a very different experience for the installer, but it's a great experience as well. So we were setting up this interview and we had to kind of mesh our schedules together Tell me about some of the things that you do, the conferences you attend and things you learn and interact with. I guess you're at the International Builders Show? Yes. In my role, I travel quite a bit to different organizations, different conferences, different meetings. Just returned from the International Builders Show, which is always a great event. I was there for a couple of days. and You'll see products and materials that may not hit the market for another year, sometimes two years. So I try to stay ahead of trends and what we may see coming in the future. That's a great show. Always over 100,000 people at that, builders from all over the country and suppliers. It's also an opportunity to meet with all of the manufacturers of the products we use in one place. I also serve on ResNet's board of directors, which gives me a great vantage point on what's happening in the ratings world. And I attend most anything that I can within our industry. We're a member of the Insulation Contractors Association of America. Always attend that event, which is insulation specific. But I like to go beyond those boundaries as well to see what other organizations are doing and get an idea of what encompasses our industry not just the product, but what else is coming? What's next is what we ask ourselves quite frequently. So building trends, that kind of thing. Absolutely. We like to stay ahead of the building trends, codes, all of the things that will affect us going forward. We're very interested in what's happening the next six months, the next two years, rather than what we did yesterday. I think it's very important to stay abreast of code changes, energy rule regulations, all of the things that will affect us as we go forward. We try to stay abreast of 
by attending the meetings and conferences within our industry. One thing I'd heard from the the IBS this year is that there's a lot of discussion mention of uh, modular or factory or panelized construction. Any observations you have about that? Modular insulation we've seen around for a bit. It seems to ebb and flow a bit. There'll be a year where there's a lot of discussion. There'll be a year where it's quiet, but it's out there. It's not a large part of the industry yet. Any other things that struck you or struck you recently in terms of products and materials, things you see sort of coming from over the horizon? We continue to see improvements in products, again, with regard to density, with regard to ease of use. And that's true both in the fiberglass world and in the spray foam world. The great companies, the great manufacturers are always working to improve the products, innovate the products, and make them more user-friendly as well as bring additional benefits and in the insulating qualities to those materials. I took a look at the press release for the this year's contest and the winner and everything, and I'm, I'm going to put that link to the press release in, in the show notes so that people can get some more background on this. And I noticed there was a three-time winner. People are really interested in coming back again. It's, that's pretty interesting. Yes. Jose Hernandez was our three-time winner from Cameron Group in Maryland. Jose is one of the best installers we've ever seen and an even better person. Jose came back this year as an observer and as a helper and mentor, if you will, to the other contestants. He said, hey, I've won it three times. I want to give someone else a chance, which is just, you want to be around people like that. Wow. Jose came and he worked with guys that were new to the contest, guys that had competed before. And he said, I'm offering myself to help you, give you tips. Let's talk about it. And he was there through the weekend to just help mentor others to try to make our industry better and help them to not only to try to win, but to win each day by doing it right the first time. And it's just great to be associated with people like that. That's fantastic. I keep on hearing the same theme here. One chance to do it right. Do it right the first time, grade one. There's a lot of ones here. <laughs> Try to be <laughs> right at the top of your trade and, and working with individuals like yourself and Jose and the whole contest in terms of learning, educating, sharing, uh, and really trying to improve the state of the art with uh, insulation, installation. That's a hard thing to say sometimes. Well, that's very important to us, doing it right the first time. And that really has to start with the company owner. You can have great employees, but if the company owner is not committed to doing grade one, doing it right the first time, then you've really lost something along the way. You've lost the opportunity to... They sort of set the pattern, the background for the way things should be conducted, business should be conducted. The company owner is essential in guiding the employees to always do it right first. You have to have a company owner that's committed to that. You can have great employees out there, but you have to be committed at the top to say, hey guys, let's do it right the first time. And we have so many people within our organization that are committed to that and that bring their employees out of the field for a couple of days. We've been very, very busy in our industry for the past couple of years. And to take your most valuable employee out of the field to come and learn from each other and to compete 
says a lot about the owner of the company to say, hey, I know we're busy. I know we have to get this job done, but here's an opportunity for my team to learn from each other, to get better at what we do. So it all starts at the top. The other thing is we're frequently asked, and I'm frequently asked, hey, tell me what the best insulation is. And that's such an easy answer. The best insulation is properly installed insulation. You you can take a great product and do a poor job with it, or you can take an okay product and do a great job with it. And that's what we're trying to teach through this contest and through the events that we have is we do just have that one opportunity to do it right. So the best insulation is properly installed. And we work very hard on sending that message throughout our organization. Yeah, the insulation installer is really uh, part of a process to build the product. The product is the structure, the house, the residence, whatever. Um, they got to do their thing right along the way. That's right. We covered a lot of ground here today, and it's very interesting about this contest. I never knew about it. Uh, hopefully, I'm opening up some people's ears and minds to it, and you get some more engagement as a result of this podcast. Any closing thoughts you'd like to share with the audience at Res Talk? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about grade one insulation and its importance. And we appreciate the opportunity to let others know that we do work very hard to train our installers to do it right the first time. And through this contest, we've been able to share ideas across the country. I would tell you a place to see it live is at ResNet's conference this year. We'll be out in Scottsdale later this month. And the opening cocktail party will have a live demonstration of grade one insulation. So that's what everyone's always wanted to see at a cocktail party, right? We want to see insulation being installed live. Yeah. But we'll have one of our installers there doing a grade one installation at an event sponsored by name of Insulate America and uh, ResNet. So it's an opportunity to see the things that we talked about today. And I got to say, I've been to the conference many years, and that's one of the greatest venues, the location this year, and the best cocktail party just because it's outside. It's nice weather usually and just a really nice thing put on, and it's a place to learn. It is a place to learn, and I say that a bit tongue-in-cheek. It's a, it's a great opportunity to see excellent work done right. We'll leave that structure there for a couple of days, and then I believe there's an educational program later in the week around that install to show the benefits of doing it right and doing grade one insulation. So it's an opportunity, again, just to share and to say, hey, here's what your home should look like. Here's what, for the national builders that are there, for the local builders, for the raiders, we say, here's what you need to see. It's easy to do. Do it right. Do it in a timely fashion. And this kind of work is going on in the field. So don't accept anything but best. And again, listeners, ResNet, R-E-S-N-E-T dot U-S. Go to that page. You can see the conference link and then learn more about the conference that David and I are speaking about today. That's correct. I want to thank you, David. It's been a great discussion. Uh, Pleasure to meet you and look forward to seeing you at the conference in a few weeks. Bill, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it very much. I want to thank you for listening to this episode with David Beam, talking about what it takes to be America's best installation installer. Now, there's one thought here is there's usually only one chance in the life of a home to get the insulation right. David mentioned that. Now, to get it right, insulation installers need to have training, experience, and standards to adhere to. 
David believes this comes from, as he mentioned in the podcast, comes from a company's leadership. So our quote for today is from Ray Kroc, the entrepreneur and business leader for McDonald's. Quote is, the quality of a leader is reflected in the standards they set for themselves. If you're a pro in the building market and want to surf on over to resnet.us slash professional, you'll learn more about ResNet, and you could also join the email list. You can also follow ResNet on Facebook or Twitter, the Twitter handle at ResNet, R-E-S-N-E-T-U-S. If you're not subscribed yet to the podcast, please do so. And as always, I want to thank you for listening to ResTalk. Take care, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spone and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on Res Talk. <laughs>